0: On a daily basis, the house needs to run and it has to run smoothly and you have to feel like you know where your things are.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Executive Order Podcast, a show for small business owners who want to learn how to do less to accomplish more. I'm a professional organizer based in Somerville, South Carolina, and I know there isn't a one size fits all for organizing within your business. In talking with my guests, and chatting about our struggles, our wins, and our lessons learned, I hope that you can learn what works best for you to create a business and a life that's just right for you. Hey everyone, so today we have the pleasure of chatting with Christine Anastasia. She is a working mom coach. I am really excited to hear about her journey, which has a lot of organization behind it, so of course I'm super jazzed to hear about that, and just hearing about how she started her business and, and what she's up to. So hey Christine. How I'm are doing
0: you? well and thank you so much for having me here today. I guess I'll jump right into it. I recently just started a new joy project and business. My Instagram name is at Village Coach Mama and my work is focused on helping new mothers and busy mothers figure out all the things related to working full-time and raising a young family. And so this all didn't really happen overnight. I'll share a little bit about the pre-story, and then maybe we can go from there. So I've been working in higher education for about 10 years, and I work at the renowned school of Berkeley College of Music. And I was working in the study abroad office. And I always loved working with young people, young students. And I sort of went through having both my kids working in Boston, but I live outside the city. So I am about an hour and a half from Boston. And when the first one came along, was trying to sort of work through the the commuting and going into Boston. And then things got a lot more complicated once the second came along and trying to commute into Boston with two kids under four. So I think it was around my second maternity leave, the leadership took away my two remote flexible days. So I'd had that for about two plus years, and I'd had several leadership changes. And I was petrified. I was going back, I remember in August, after my second was born, and I needed to sort of buck up and just get used to the fact that I was going to leave the house around 7am and try to get both kids ready with my husband and work full time. And I was pumping three times a day in a separate building with all my gear, which is pretty overwhelming for a working mom and pretty angry at that point. But trying to figure out I need to do this. I need to provide for my family. So the internal dialogue was, okay, I have to sort of work this. I can't really make any changes The at the time because we have daycare and we sort of need to roll like this. So I spent like the period from August till about January, sort of just chugging along. I was overwhelmed. I was anxious and I was angry about it. And then something in January hit me where I just said enough is enough and I need to start to take care of myself and I need to like pull myself out of this anxious state and start to just one by one pull myself out. So one of the things that a lot of working moms and moms in general don't know about is I had to deal with some physical parts after childbirth and I put myself into pelvic floor therapy to just sort of heal, like there was like issues after. And the reason I bring that up is because I needed to start with like one thing at a time, I was experiencing pain, I needed to do that first. And then after that, I I knew from that moment that I was in just a lot of pain and like energy was not right. So I shifted from pelvic floor to acupuncture to help sort of like balance me. And I started to go to that weekly to sort of like start to unravel like the shock that my body was in. And I guess like bigger picture, what I was learning from this was that my body, mind, and like emotional state was like stressed. I was like in overdrive. And then from there, it was just starting to figure out a way to bit by bit have a little bit more self care. And then the month sort of went on, I was continuing with both of those. And then I arrived in March, when my daughter, my second daughter turned one and the pandemic hit. And it was this moment of the whole world went remote. And it was this big, like, welcoming and consolation because all of my leadership and all the things that i had been pushing for for so long just arrived and it was a big moment for me like I had a lot of mixed emotions around like not understanding like here we are everybody if if the need was there and there's an emergency we can all go remote but it took a pandemic and like a lot of sort of uncomfortable ways that they had to function to get us there. So there I was, it was from March to May, another like really stressful period, because both my husband and I were working full time with the little ones running around, which all the world was doing. You know, I had like about enough of that by May. (laughs) And what happened in May was I got furloughed. And it was funny, because my employer was sort of pushing this, like, would you like to volunteer furlough? And, you know, there's all these things around, like, do I want to volunteer? Like, am I getting pushed out as a working parent? Or am I just sort of being asked in a nice way to sort of because I have small kids running around, and it's hard to work and do a million things. So that was sort of an interesting thing to be in the midst of. But the furlough was a blessing. It was basically like, here you know i'll be taking off a couple months until they figure out if they're able to bring employees back and and then my husband was able to work full time and we sort of just handled what we were in for that period and then the months went on and i sort of was taking this furlough period as a time of exploration for myself so i think if i'm going to relate this to what a lot of people went through in the pandemic I think it hit everybody in a different way. But for me, like I took this as an invitation to do like a lot of spiritual cleaning. And where I started with that was, I am going to give myself like a personal and professional development that's guided by me and and figure out a way forward for me to start to like unpack and dig out my own creativity that was so suppressed and like so deep down below the surface, that it needed to come out, but I needed to really like clear away a lot of spider webs and cobwebs and chaos that was living in my home, living in my brain, living in my daily mind. So I could sort of get to my next period of growth as a mom, as whoever I was going to be next. Because... I think for all moms, like you're a mom, but you're also many different things. So I sort of wanted to get myself back to where I needed to be in terms of my creativity. Does that sort of make sense? It's sort of the long and the short of the pre-journey.
1: Yeah, I love hearing about the experience while you were still working for someone else and particularly what the challenges were as a new mother, how it affected your schedule, how it affected your body, how there wasn't even a place for you to pump in the building that you were in. I mean, I just, I am not a mother yet. And I think that there's some more information out there, at least in, in the fields that I'm interested in of how important it is. And just the fact that I wouldn't expect A a university, you know, a a higher education place, to overlook the importance of having a a easily accessible place for mothers that are pumping. And man, it just makes me feel like yeah. I mean,
0: it's a lot, and I will say, like, eventually they found me a place that was like in the same building, but it's not something that you know by law they have to have like certain things like this. And there's just I was hanging on by a thread emotionally. After my second came, it was another big transition for me. And I think that most mothers, whether it's your first or your second, it's a transition. And you need a lot of support. And there's little support to be had when you're working full time because your bandwidth is so small. So where did that leave me after that? I think I... So
1: you were starting
0: to talk about like the spiritual. Yeah. So so in May, like I... I got myself a therapist early on in in my furlough because I knew that what was going to happen to me in the next eight months to a year was going to be transformational. And I was going to need some support of like sifting through the layers. And so she had actually asked me early on in May, she said, have you ever thought about writing or putting together a blog? And it just sort of hit me where I was like, really? Like I... I I always liked writing and journaling, but I never sort of put two and two together that maybe I could have a place for all my thoughts around motherhood and working full time and sort of this passionate place that I had. So I got on the line with a former colleague that used to work at Berkeley. And I said, you know, you're sort of good at putting together websites. What do you use? She got on the line with me for a half hour and said, oh, I use Squarespace and sort of play around with this. So I just jumped in there and I have sort of no background in sort of the website world. And I just started writing. I just started putting in my thoughts, titles to different entries. And there I was. It literally was like the most invigorating experience for me because it was as if like the fountain of youth just sort of opened up and I could start to pour in my story of all of sort of the struggles and things that I was trying to unpack on this fast train that I was on working full time and trying to raise my kids with my husband. And so it was pretty neat because it was during the pandemic, which was obviously, and we're still in it, an already challenging time. And I just began to write. And it was sort of this juncture point where it was like looking at all the past things that i felt weren't really working in my life and then sort of being in the pandemic watching all of the world go remote and and get into these really uncomfortable zones of how businesses and companies were going to operate and there i was then sort of seeing we're sandwiched in between this period of where the workforce is going mothers were being sort of shepherd out of their positions because of childcare and because of the needs of homeschooling. And I was uncomfortable at lots of parts of my furlough, but then I decided that I needed a few things to make me feel like I was productive while I wasn't working. So I started really small. And one of the things that I started with, like every week, I would sort of network with somebody and like learn something new, or I would attend a webinar that was related to women in the workforce. And I just sort of like started there. And then in December, I went to like a woman's circle that was outdoors with masks and all that. And we started making wreaths. And then I sort of like opened up this thing where I was like, oh, I want to make wreaths. So I went to Michael's and I started to just get all these different supplies. And it was around the holidays and I was furloughed. And I didn't have a lot of time to make the wreaths because I was taking care of the kids. But I just found an hour to a day to make wreaths. And I thought about, oh, that would be a neat business idea. And then I thought, no, this is just for the joy. This is for the joy of getting back into my creativity. So i go down to my basement and I carved out like a little space. And I just started making wreaths, some for my neighbors, some for people during the holidays, just to bring them a little bit of light in the pandemic. And it was also filling me up because I never really nurtured my creativity because I was so busy and cluttered in my working full-time life. And then I continued to sort of write my journal entries. And then I started to think about, I want to look at my house right now and where all like the areas that were really chaotic in my past year and start to clean it up. And one of the neat things about the pandemic is like, I feel like there's either folks that were really down and really like trying to cope with like some of the difficulties of the period. And I sort of went the opposite where I was like, this is an opportunity where I'm gonna grab my dad who isn't able to work his part-time job and help me like figure out the places of my house to make us organize better so we can feel better in our spaces. And then when I'm ready, I can have more opening within me to be able to make this project be a go. And so one of the areas that was a real cluster, fuck, what in it? Sorry for my language, but it's my kitchen. And so we have no area where we can hang all of our coats and our bags and we're in New England. So there's a bazillion items that you need. It's boots, it's mittens, it's gloves. And like, if you live in New England, like winter is like nine months. It's not like three months, like in most places. And so- I kind of pitched the idea to my dad. I said, is there a way that we can make sort of one of these cute little closet cubby holes, locker type situations in somewhere in my house? And so I had a small platform on the outside in my garage. And I said, do you think maybe we could just like make a space there to kind of put all of these things And so my dad contacted one of his old Greek buddies and we just kind of talked about the idea and the vision of creating it. And then he came over and my dad was sort of the project manager and went back and forth to Lowe's and Home Depot. We created basically, it's like a six foot little small room inside the garage to organize all of our coats and shoes and everything. And it has spots above to have all the mittens and all that. So it sounds like, okay, this is a little like home project, but on a daily basis, the house needs to run and it has to run smoothly. And you have to feel like, you know, where your things are so you can seamlessly go about your day. And the kids need to feel that too. So it took a couple months and It was a nice period of time. I've never had that much time where I get to have my dad involved in projects. But for, you know, some short money that I I always save for sort of home projects, we were able to create a space where like as adults, like I know where all my things are and the kids know of a place to go. And that just like opened up this like whole other area daily that we feel is cleaned up. Because normally when you walk in your house, there's a lot of stuff and there's like a lot of chaos because you have to get dinner ready or you're going places. And if you're not organized in your home, you're not organized in your soul and in your life. So this was like a huge thing. We've had it for like a couple months now and it's going really well. So the, I'm sort of bringing that up is because prior to what I had before my life looked like you know I would get up at five thirty in the morning and I would be having like a little bit of time to get ready and it would literally we'd come down to the kitchen and I'd have about forty five minutes to get like all of the stuff ready with the kids and I'd have to leave at seven a m to get my train in boston and It felt like chaos, and it was chaos. And no matter how many moms and people told me, like, get the bags packed and, like, get everything all lined, it was just a bunch of BS. I was thinking to myself that anybody who has kids that are under five or four, you can be as organized as can be, but if you have to get to a place on time, it's not pretty. And I just wanted people to sort of get that and understand it. And luckily, since the pandemic, we have a new way of living. And the new way of living is that you can own your time a little bit more. And what a breath of fresh air. So for me, you know, my day starts so much more calmly. And it was this huge, like, awakening. And I'm so grateful for it that now, like... I'm guided by the way that fits my life to get up with my family and to move those little people in a way that feels comfortable for them. So yeah, we built the mudroom, but it was really about like, what works for your family to start the day? Is it at 6am? Is it at 7? Like how, how do the mechanics of that work? And so now I'll say that, like, I wake up around six, and we and our way down, downstairs and get ready. But I have so much more padding. I have about until 830 to get my kids to their daycare school. And I don't feel rushed. Yeah, it might be the mudroom. But it's also because like, this is a new way of life that that supports family life. So you know, it was one of the things that I wanted to get cleaned up, but it was also like going through parts of my house and just like looking at like what is really needed and starting to just like purge and get on a pattern of like keep letting go of things to like open up areas that I needed to feel lighter. And so I think where I'm finding that this may resonate with some working women is you carry a lot like you carry a lot of different things and the things that most young mothers carry are are sort of like before you become a parent you want to become a parent and you know what's on the other side and you you know what's on the other side because of what you hear or what you read or what you follow but there there's a pathway to get there That if you take care of yourself and you prepare for it and you craft a life that sort of supports you, you can do it. And I think that I'm sort of also on a mission with my own work of hopefully within this pandemic, a lot of lessons are learned, like through everybody's own experiences without how they want to live. But like also bigger picture, I think so many companies and workplaces are going to need to change and figure out like better ways to operate better ways to support their employees. And none of that's going to happen in a day, but I I think through like my own experience, like I always thought that was BS of like what I was doing and it never felt well and it was ugly and it it hurt a lot, but I also learned like I could still like clean up a lot of like what wasn't working and I'm still growing and I'm still figuring out ways to do it cuz whether you're doing it my way or you're doing it now, it's still hard. But it's like this continual process of like giving yourself more space to breathe and giving yourself more time to have joy. Like I had a very cluttered brain when I was like doing that life. It literally didn't even have any capacity for joy. And so I think that was, that, those were two of the things that I was doing. I was doing like spiritual cleaning to be able to get me to whatever my next venture is, which, which I'm really passionate about this motherhood space and this doing coaching and helping moms, but also like to bring back joy. Like every mom on the planet should be able to have a little bit of joy and work. And and both of those things can exist. And And I think also the other thing too is Having joy, but like having self care and also having support, like whether that's like your partner or like a community, whatever it is along the way. Because like motherhood isn't the static thing. And I think that sometimes people are like, Oh yeah, those early years, like let's help out the mother in like the early years from like baby to like 12 weeks. But it's like, no, this is like a holistic thing. There's many there's many phases. And right now I'm in that period of like, my kids are under five, but I also feel that there's all these different phases and, and women and mothers need support. And I think that our society is so cluttered and like the work that you're doing with like the professional organization, it has so much to do with like, how does your home look? And what does that mirror your life? Like I, my life looked like pure chaos because my house was kind of chaos and my kids were not doing well. Like it was, for lack of another term, like a shit show in the morning. And I think many parents can relate to that. But it was because we weren't living in alignment. And I think that now we're aligned. We're aligned because it makes sense for us. It might not make sense for everybody's life. But you can't simultaneously have like stress and chaos and like ugly, uncomfortable energy in your home and think you're going to do well outside the home. And that's what I was doing. Like, I was that working mother that like, I got it, and I'm doing all these things. And I'm just gonna like, keep quiet and keep acting like I have it all together. And and it all fell apart. And and I think that it needed to fall apart. It needed to sort of like, put me in a really difficult position to to sort of get me where I am today. And I do think that there's going to be a lot of good that comes out of this period of time that we're in with the pandemic, but I think it's going to be a slow roast. And I think it's going to be an individual and a and a macro level thing where people start to dig out what works for them. And I think we're still in that. It's such like an evaluating period. That's amazing.
1: I I love hearing about how just that simple change of the mudroom has this huge, profound effect on your day-to-day. You said that it was like a shit show in the morning. How... Has it changed? Like, how does it feel now? Getting ready, like, what? Like, can you walk me through a little bit about like how
0: it was and how it is now? Getting ready in the morning, I can remember a specific example of something that happened when I was sort of out of the home from seven to six at night and coming home, and that was five days a week because I didn't have flexibility. Probably some parents would pick up on this, but this was like a direct moment where I knew that things were not going well. And I was hoping for change. My oldest daughter, Emma, who's three years old, was always complaining about like these little tags in her clothing and being itchy and being uncomfortable. And I remember being really like frustrated and wanting her to just sort of get over it. And like, I would cut them and we would try to make it work. But I think there was something bigger going on here where those tags and her being uncomfortable and not wanting to move at the pace that my husband and I were sort of going at. She was sending a big smoke signal and flag to us like, I don't like this way of life. And I don't like that you're not home, being able to be with me. And I knew that there was some weird nuance with this, but I hadn't sort of arrived at it. Now I'm like several months later up to a year later on it. And so what was happening is we were sort of like rushing and wanting them to sort of move and and go at this like pace that wasn't working. And there was a lot of tears and there was a lot of crying and trying to get shoes shoved on and coats and all of this. And it just didn't, it didn't work for them. And I didn't know how to sort of get on the other side and, and get out of what wasn't working for my family. Because for a lot of working parents, when you have bills that are expenses in daycare, you can't just leave a, a job right away. And a lot of people don't always have time to like look for a job full time in, in addition to caring for your young family. So the, the biggest change that I saw was, you know, we have the mudroom, but I also am home now. I'm home a lot more. And the you know activities that I'm engaging in I I can craft my schedule so I'm starting this business and I'm home with them two days a week and then they're in school three days a week and those are the days that I'm working on these coaching programs and and virtual programs and they see me more I'm there in the morning and I'm there in the evening and the way we get up and the way we prepare for our day doesn't have any more tears and I think it's it wasn't even like this monumental shift. If you had asked me three years ago, what I thought was the issue and the pain point and what would solve it, I would have told you three years ago, it would have been working a few more days remotely and being able to go to my job and get there when I get there and be productive and work the hours and be home for four o'clock with my family. But that's not the way the world works. And th- it, we're still very much attached to a 40-hour work week or a 35 to 40-hour work week. We're attached to punching in clocks and being FaceTime. I think it will shift. I mean, the, everybody is working virtually because of this global health crisis. But there hasn't been this like out-of-box thinking of like really what would support a working parent. But I've noticed that, you know, I wasn't able to do it right away. But several women in this country and world have abandoned working in a regular corporate space to become an entrepreneur because it just didn't work for them anymore. And I always wondered, like, before doing this, how they did it because I was like, well, I don't have like startup money to do this and I don't have a way to get there. And a lot of it was like my mindset and not really like figuring out how I could start small and like sort of like weave into this. But that's like a big, just symptomatic issue of, okay, this isn't working, like these regular structured hours and women do leave. And to me, there, there's got to be another way. Like there's got to be like maybe folks that also want to work for companies, but can craft a schedule or like implement flexibility or have core hours or maybe start to do part time and then maybe shift. I don't think that, you know, everybody needs to become an entrepreneur. I, I think it's wonderful if, if it moves that way, but there should be a way that we can also work and be in corporate or companies and environments with it just being with like a a different perspective of how you work. I think we're still like a long way away from it. I feel like Europe has many different policies and governmental support to help working parents. And I will say that this global pandemic does shine a big light on whether you're a parent in the United States or a parent in Europe, your feelings are very similar. Your feelings when you raise a child are similar. Like, I, I think there could be like several research studies that show that when your kids are young, it takes a village to support one, but it's also a ton of like intense like working power, like energy power, like to just try to get through different periods of time. So, you know, in a nutshell, like, I think that there, there were several iterations of me clearing out things that felt heavy, things that felt ugly in my home, things that didn't work well, like to help us move along. And the one other nugget that is very interesting about it all is that when the mom, who's sort of like this. Interthread within your home and within your like familial structure. When mom is doing well, all the things do well. And it's very, very critical for the mom through like your own journey of sort of mothering yourself to help support your own life within like the familial picture. You will see that you will have like so much success whether it's in your business or in your like family relationships when you're doing well. So it's it was really neat to find your podcast, Brittany. And I was very connected to it. I didn't even know how like sort of my motherhood journey or wanting to sort of like help serve this population would fit into it. But in my own way, I knew that I had to clear out some space. And like, I'm not even talking about how like my business systems relate to my home, but my home like had so much impact about like where I was going to go forward. And I'm not sure like how this will like resonate with others that are sort trying to clear the way, but you do need to clear certain things like energetically within yourself or just in your home to be able to like get you to the next step. I mean, I think we can all agree, like it's healing, like you have to find healing to be able to move forward. But for me, like the pandemic was like this big opening of being like, I want to, I want to do better. Like, I want to, I want to model that you can be a working mom and have one child, you can have a few children and like unwind out of like the rat race and unwind out of the I was calling it the hamster wheel. I was like on the hamster wheel, like buttoned up. Everything looked good. Like I wanted it to all look good on the outside. But on the inside, I was dying. And like, there were a lot of things that were a mess. And I feel like now I'm in a place where like, it's okay to share that because so many women don't feel comfortable sharing it. They don't feel comfortable saying like, yeah, I have a lot of difficult things going on at home, or my relationship with my husband really changed. Like there's many areas of your life that people don't want to touch it, because it's really uncomfortable. I was really uncomfortable in my house. But now like I sit in my kitchen, or I go in the mudroom, or I go in certain areas that I really like purged out. And I'm like, I'm happy here. I feel at peace with like certain rooms. And I think that anybody can get there. But you have to be willing to like want to clear out and really like purge yourself of like the gnawing things that don't serve you anymore. I love doing this
1: work because it is so personal. I am not a, I of course want your space to be beautiful and I want it to be aesthetically pleasing to you, but I am not approaching any client or any system or, or home or business with the intention on making a beautiful space. I want to really understand what goes what goes on here. What What do you want to feel? What do you feel? And the fact that you're able at this point in your journey to talk so emotionally that you you didn't come on and say like, oh, yeah, I just had to get rid of, I had too many mugs in, in the cabinet and we got rid of those. And then I had too many bedding sets. And you, so I just freed up space in my linen closet. And I feel great. And now, of course, that does make you feel good but there is such a deeper systematic way. And I, I appreciate you being honest and being so open about it. And I, I love to, in the very beginning, the way that you described your whole journey here, that for you to do this work and to really arrive to where you are, you had to look in yourself. And that was such a clear marker that it was physical pain yeah. that you needed to work through. And then you worked on some mental and emotional. And you continued to like from your very small circle in the middle, kind of keep working your way out until you felt, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, you felt more whole, more complete, more at peace. And then from there you were able to say, I can build a business. I can, I can do more because I have balance and I have I feel at ease and I feel supported within myself and within my home and my family structure to go and do more.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think it's also like one of those pieces that like from the outside, when I was sort of in that pre-life of being really cluttered and like overwhelmed and stressed, I always like looked at others and I'm like, wow, like how is this person able to serve and like do it with such like grace and like no strings attached and I wasn't there, but I wanted to know like how, and it was like, well, they really take care of themselves and they fill their cup and they have created a life and something that works for them on their terms. And so like that, that took me a long ways to get there because I had to sort of, yeah, do do all of that clearing, but it's a continual process that you have to sort of do to like help you move forward. And I think all of that clearing helps you heal all of those places that are uncomfortable. You have to go there from time and time again to allow some space for you to move on to whatever next area that you're working on. And you feel lighter, like you feel so much lighter when you, there's such symbolism and like layers that you're sort of alluding to of just what's going on in your environment and in your home just is such a big reflection of like who you are and like there's this other piece that i always think about like your energy enters the room and you know i think this this podcast and what you're doing is like people are sharing where their energy is and like right now my energy is so like filled with joy to be able to like share with other moms That like you too can get there. And it doesn't have to be like the harried, stressed, overwhelmed, like overextended life. It's like one that doesn't resonate with me anymore. And I'll probably lose a lot of friends over it because I have a lot of friends that have chosen really high powered and like corporate positions where they're taking on a lot. And I, I actually like think that's amazing to be in leadership roles and to continue to do work that fills you up. If it is work that fills you up, go to it and be passionate about it. But I will say that, and we're all human here, like we need to bring back the human experience. There will be a point where not all of those things can go well. And you have to bring it back to to knowing like there might be a point where you just say, I'm going to hang this thing up for a little bit and I'll come back to it and I'm okay with it. And I'm still going to continue to learn or do what I want to do, but know that it's totally fine to invite that in and and to say like, I'm still going to be an amazing mom and do this, or I'm still going to be an amazing mom and do this. But for the masses out there, It's a big lie if you think that you can do all the different things really, really well. And some people portray that. And and there's a lot of sort of like social media and pictures and people's lives where you could, for all intents and purposes of your work, see a home that looks like it's in tip top condition. But I tell you, the people that are in the inside, it could be ear to ear in screaming, it could be ear to ear in like battles in the family, just stuff flying from all angles. Like you just don't know. And I think people also can clean their homes, have people clean their homes and make them look like everything is going well here. Meanwhile, it's not. There are divorces happening. There are like familial problems that are happening. There's substance abuse. There's like all sorts of things. So, you know, I actually do have a house cleaner and she's this wonderfully divine woman who knows my intimate life. But we do it more because I can't keep up and I'm okay with it. And I do it because she actually has a five-year-old and she gets it. I don't actually try to clean my house before she comes. I actually just say that this is a lot. She helps me and we just sort of go to it. And that's her expertise. It's not mine right now. And I don't really enjoy cleaning, but it was one of the values of like money that I put in because I need the help right now. And I value what she does. Like, it's not an area that I can get to right now because I want to focus my attention on other things. And I think that's the other thing for working moms. Be okay to delegate. Be okay to get like more support and have your husband be more involved if you have one or if you need therapy or if you want to go to a support group or if you want to, chime into my services. Like, that's why I'm here because there isn't much of a village these days. And like, you really need to put those supports in your life so you can show up as the best version of yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think that's so important. The, I'm thinking that it's starting to go to the wayside, this idea that you can have it all. I think that there's a little bit more pushback and a little bit more questioning of that notion. Because, sure, you can have it all, but what does that really look like and how does it all feel and how do each of those it all relationships and hats that you wear, how successful are those? But you also don't have to do it all on your own asking for help finding other people that are experts. And we talk about this in business, like it's no big deal, but like we don't necessarily talk about it in our day-to-day lives mm-hmm. as much. So yeah. yeah, have a housekeeper, have someone give you a hand with all that, of right. course. Will you tell us just a little bit more about the virtual support groups that
0: you are offering and where people can find Yeah. So my the virtual support groups are on my website right now. I just launched like the first six-week one, which I'll probably run more in the future. And they're basically targeted towards first-time moms that are having their first baby and they're sort of filtering through all the sort of different resources and things that are out there, but want support in community and want support during their maternity leave before they head back to work and then i'm also going to be having another sort of support group or more services related to busy moms that have more than one children and they sort of want a bird's eye view and like a sort of like a pause to kind of look at their life and to see where they might need to get more support whether it's like for their own self-care or maybe they're looking to sort of like adjust their work-life balance, if they're swamped at work and they sort of need to put some habits or things back in their schedule to support their overall living. So I kind of am going to start with those support groups. And then if people just individually want to work on themselves, I'm happy to sort of help them in their journey. As I mentioned from earlier in the podcast, I'm not a mental health clinician, I'm not a lactation consultant or doula. I think all of those were services that I took advantage of. I sort of am coming from the lens of being like, just a working parent, just somebody who's trying to sort through all those things. And actually, all of those services are amazing. I took part in many of them, but you need them in time. And I think for from my lens, it was more like there's a whole lot out there, and you can be really overwhelmed in it. And you might want someone who's just gonna non-judgmentally just filter through all of those layers, and then you go step by step. I think it's. Just like with your home or like whatever you're sort of organizing in your life, you don't want to do it all at once. A home is even like enough to overwhelm you with like all the different pieces. So I like to think of my coaching and my services. Let's take it in bite size. What's the thing that you want to work on? And then you can invite other things to help better yourself and and become the best version. None of this was built in a day.
1: <laughs>
0: That's for sure. Christine, I have loved this
1: conversation. I so appreciate your candidness and the work that you're doing is so important. And I, I look forward to, to sharing your message and for you to to have all the success that, that you can have. Thank you space. so much, Brittany. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today on the Executive Order Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're really enjoying the show, leave me a review. If you want to connect with the podcast on Instagram or Twitter, you can find it at executive order podcast. And if you want more information or to connect with me about organizing, you can find me at zenniaorganizers.com, all links in the show notes. Can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.